pick up the change Nothing lasts forever when forever's just a name that you call But the light's still blinding just as bright as before How can anyone be better while you're keeping the score? Good evening and welcome to the Parker Monkey Podcast Today it's Bren, unfortunately we've got no pink rocker, lemon tea drinker, rancid stinker Liam He's otherwise disposed, is busy doing something with his missus, but we have got a very special guest. His name's Sam, but we all know him as Robbo. How are you doing, Robbo? I'm good, pal. Thanks for the invite. Happy to be here. No worries, mate. Uh, obviously, me and me and Robbo work together. Obviously, when I started doing the podcast and also the other podcast that I do with, with Liam and Dean, on the nostalgia, Robbo said he was something he wanted to get involved with, so I thought I'd get him on for a Parker Monkey because he, he loves his music. He's, he's a little bit different, but we'll get into that later. Um, first of all, I just want to thank all the, the bands that have allowed us to use their music in the background. So we'll thank Blue Collars, Vela, The Atoms, The 76 Club, and of course, The Bracknell. Right, so this week, there was a couple of new albums and a new single released uh, that I want to talk about. Now, I'd say one of them might be an album that Robbo might be interested in. Do you like the Idols, Sam? I love the Idols, mate. Very good band. Have you listened to their new album yet? I'll be completely honest. I didn't even know they had one on the horizon. I will be checking that out. Yeah, it's just, uh, it was released this week. It's called Tank, but it's, it's funny, it's spelled T A N K G, so I don't know if it's like called Tank G or or some some other kind of word that they come up with. You know what I mean? You know what these punk bands are like, but um, on first listen, there's probably two songs on there that, that are really good one called Pop Pop Pop, and the other one is Hall and Oats. So if you get a chance, any Idols fans out, I know that Liam's a big Idols fan, but. I have listened to the album a couple of times and to be fair it's not a bad listen so so get on that when you can. The other one was an old school indie Brit pop band. Uh they've been around for years. It's John Powers band Cast. Do you know I bet you've heard of Cast Sam, haven't you? No mate, I really haven't. Come on, enlighten me. You've never heard of the band Cast? No. Have you heard of the Laws? Yes, mate. So the Lars, uh, well, cast is uh, John Power. So John Power was the, the singer in the Lars. Um, when they split up, he formed another band called Cast. Uh, quite big in the in the Britpop era. They had a, a big album called All Change, which had songs like Walk Away, Find Time, Sandstorm, stuff like that. And they've oh, always been. You know what I'm talking about now, don't you? Yeah, I know you're talking about the, the, one of the members were part of Shaq. Yeah, Liverpool band. Liverpool, yeah. Scarsers. Scarsers, yeah. yeah, I know what you so, mean, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, they're, they're not a huge band. They've never been, you know, they're not on the, the same level, I don't think, as um, the likes of, you know, Oasis, Stereos and Stereophonics, you know, bands like that. But they have always produced you know, good solid seven out of 10 albums. And this new one is, is no different. It's it's easy to listen to. It's, you know, it's not something that you're gonna bang on and and have a party to. It's it's 
stuff that you're going to listen to in the background while you're having a beer and, and do some research on Google or whatever. But yeah, if you, if you can get on that, anybody who is a fan of cast, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. You know, so yeah, so that's another new album out. And also this week, Kasabian released a new single off there. They've got an upcoming album coming out in May or June, I believe. But they've just released a single called Call. It's only two minutes long. It's very much Surge, Surge-esque. It's uh, got a lot of synth, uh, synthesizers, synthesizers in. Um, but yeah, it's just your typical Kasabian song since Tom, Tom has left the band. So yeah, that's a, a new bands and new music I've been listening to. Anything on your end? Sam? I've, I've actually heard the new Kasabian song and I'm not a massive fan of Kasabian but I think it's quite the banger to be fair. It is a more of a van drive song than an obviously party song but it's pretty good. I quite like it. Yeah, and I think he's... Um, they bought that the last album out and you can definitely see that they've, they've changed their, their style of music as since Tom left the band and Serge has kind of got full well Serge has always had full control really but yeah since he's like been the the, the figurehead and uh, yeah. yeah they seem to be moving towards that electronic kind of bounce around the stage kind of music but yeah I enjoyed it it's only two minutes long but yeah I enjoyed it mate to be fair so uh, yeah I'm glad you listened to that one have you got any have you is there any from your side any music new music from your side or well, I was going to get into a bit more my side later on because obviously a lot of people don't realise I'm more heavier. I started out as an indie rocker and now I'm a lot heavier. But we'll get to a few so, of my new stuff a bit later <laughs> when we get we'll into what to I like rap. to listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right then, let's uh, let's let's get into this episode then. So what we're going to do? Just going to we're going to have an introduction to to Sam. You know, we're going to talk about his uh his first musical influences you know as he delved into his his music journey uh pretty sure all of us have changed you know along the years of what we listened to um i mean i've said on the first ever episode of this podcast that i was just all chart music really until i started earning me a bit of money and then i, I moved on to like rem blur then i got introduced to oasis and then things escalated from there well who was who would you say was your first musical influences and sam when i first it hit me when i first left left school um i was very much indie and that's what everyone was we were listening to the likes of the killers kaiser cheese fratellis franz ferdinand the phonics verve yeah. the originally talking oasis yeah. were always there they're always train and then a bit Probably like you train. Yeah, mate, I like a bit of train. Mm. Not for everybody, but I, I quite like them. And then yeah, suddenly, a, suddenly a mate of mine, a bit heavier, as, through year 11, you you saw his hair grow, and it's like, who's this, what's he becoming? And he introduced me to, um, a bit like you, Nirvana. So it all started with me. And I listened to a bit of Nirvana yeah. with him. I thought, oof, okay, I quite like this. And then suddenly, the big album, what probably changed my life, I released it towards the Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. And as soon as I listened to the likes of Chester Bennington's vocals, it just changed my life completely. Suddenly, I was going to these grudgy, grudgy pubs at 16 year old, hoping I was going to get in. 
and hoping I could be in there long enough to watch the bands. To be fair, Liam, I don't know, I'm not sure, it might have been on the last episode or, I mean, he really shocked me because he said he doesn't like Lincoln Park. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan of Lincoln Park. I do like their, some of their stuff. I have, I have delved in a little bit, uh, not too deep, but I don't think they're that bad, but, you know, the way, you know, you've listened to the podcast and the stuff that Liam listens to, it really surprised me that he doesn't like Lincoln Park, but I thought that Hybrid Theory was a really, really good album, and it, I think it's one of the, you know, most influential albums that were brought out at, at that time. Do you know what I mean? Well, what you got to remember, and this is good for anyone from dance music to rock music to punk music to indie music, I bet if you had a, a room with 10 to 20 people, at least... If it were 20, you'd have 18 in there. I could name it two or three songs off the hybrid album. Because it yeah, was so influential. Mate, I mean, it's, it's gone across the board. I mean, they've turned it to dance music. It's become yeah. dubstep, grime. It's, it was just influential for me. I mean, it just changed my life. It put me on the pathway of new metal. And then all of a sudden, I'm listening to bands like System of a Down, Corn, Link, uh, Limp Biscuit. These are all the things that just changed my pathway completely from playing rugby yeah, to yeah. I'm not I'm not suddenly bothered about sport anymore. I want to be out with the lads listening to music. I, it was the same as you, I'm guessing. I mean, I've listened to your podcast. How many weekends did you, as soon as you finished work on the Friday, you went, pub, that's me till Sunday. Oh, yeah. I want to listen to A, mate. B, C, you know what I mean? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, and that I think that's. Uh, I mean, you're probably what are you four, five, six years younger than me. So obviously, your your dip into to music really was probably you know a little bit later. Where I was, my heyday in year eleven at school would probably have been the likes of the bands that you mentioned there, Oasis, The Verve. They were massive back then, but I suppose you were just probably coming into that punk, skate punk era that Liam goes on about, like your Blink 182s and and stuff like that, I should imagine. Absolutely, Blink 182, massive. My area, Green Day, you're talking, that was the time, just as I left school, you're talking, your big album at the time was American Idiot. Still as yeah, influential that, now as it was 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Was that, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure because obviously we are going to talk about uh, a year of the episode, and I'm, I'm, you can tell me you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm fairly sure that 2004 obviously is the year that we're doing baby. this episode. That's American Idiot, isn't it? It is, mate. Yeah, I mean, I, I read a. This might interest you actually. I read a uh, an article on one of the social media pages that Green Day are they're doing a tour this year and they're doing because the, I believe Dookie was released in 1994 American Idiot in 2004 so they're going to be playing obviously both albums in full and then obviously doing their new stuff because they've got a new album out this uh, came out last month maybe uh, yeah they are when they're touring so I was looking at the dates it is a full UK tour which is very very unusual for Green Day they're not here very often I think they're hitting Wembley Stadium mid-year, so I reckon they'll be doing the um, the festivals. I, I hope they hit the festivals. 
Goss. Yeah. As much as they've influenced me, I've never seen them live. Again, that's very surprising, to be honest with you. Because obviously, but then again, like you said, they're not. It's very. I mean, it's a bit like the, the Blink One Eight Two. I mean, I know they're doing Leeds and Reading this year, and I'm pretty sure Liam seen them just before Christmas, so last year. But they don't. I, mean, I know they had a hiatus for a while, but they don't really tour the UK much, do they? Really. They're just very American bound. They've got such a massive following, both bands in America. They don't have to leave, do they? But no. But you know as well as I do, the reason you've got such a big following is why would you leave that big following when you can just make all that money and all that fame where you are? I mean, there's massive bands in England that have never left England because they don't need to. Get that, 100%. 100%. So uh, you mentioned... Limp Biscuit there, and I can remember. I think I must have been about well, 2004. It was 20 years ago, so I would have been like 22. But I can remember going, going out and buying that Limp Biscuit album, their biggest one. Was it something like Hot Dogs and Chocolate or something like Chocolate that? Chocolate Starfish, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You got yeah, it. Yeah, come up, Shelley. Yeah. They were my skater days then. I thought it was cool with me yeah. skateboard under my arm, my bandana on. Yeah, yeah it, I can remember. They were very influential. There was another one, wasn't there? there was, is it Papa Roach? Last Resort? That was huge at the time as well. <laughs> that was when you were going into all the rap rock. It was massive, wasn't it, around that time? You're, and you're in, I mean, that was between probably 2000 and 2006. This big blow-up of rap rock just suddenly hit and everyone, it was just amazing. It was like a massive yeah. culture change. It was like your Britpop, mate. I know you're going on about it, but that yeah. was a movement. That wasn't just music, it, it was a movement. And that's what rap rock became. And the bands like Papa Roach, Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, even Corn to a certain extent, it was a movement of new metal rap rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can remember it blowing up because obviously for my sins, I, I know you do as well. I, I do watch the, the, the wrestling, so WWE or WWF, whatever you call it. I can remember it was a WrestleMania. I'm not sure if it was, I think it might have been The Rock and Triple H, but the the song for WrestleMania was My Way, uh, by Linkin, uh, not by, uh, by uh, Biscuit. Biscuit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's still yeah, probably the best promo ever in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did a big video for it, and he used to have that bloody uh, red baseball cap that he always used to wear, didn't he? Is it Fred Durst or something? The... Fred Durst, he's a cowboy Fred now, Durst, believe it or yeah. not. He dresses as a cowboy on stage. <laughs> he must have followed him, yeah. Yeah, they just done last, or... last year. They did a full UK tour. I didn't even know that, but then again, I, I wouldn't, to be fair. But, but yeah, right, so the, you've gone from... Go on. What you seem to think, and it's the same with your bands, is that they do full turn, don't they? They'll disappear for ten years. They'll have a discussion, they'll sit in a boardroom and go, do you know what, let's give them one more tour, they'll do it again, they'll like what they do, they'll go, oh, we'll do one more album, and before you know it, they're back again, aren't they? It's just what happens. Music's like fashion, it just goes round and round again. Yeah. So obviously you've gone from your, your typical English lad at school listening to the likes of Oasis and Stereophonics and the Fratellis and whatnot, then you, you kind of you found your, your 
probably rap, skate rap, or whatever you want to call it, with your Limp Biscuits, or whatever. So, so where are you now, Sammy? You still listen to the same thing, or have you changed again? Would you say? I've evolved it again. Obviously, I still listen to it. I mean, if you get in my car, you won't believe the various of music I listen to. It can go to be out from Prince to Radiohead to bands like Asking Alexandria, which are massive heavy metal English bands, to Machine Head, which is an American uh, heavy metal band, to people like Rise Against, which is a political punk band, and they have very good points. And yeah, it yeah, just yeah. goes on, mate. I mean, I love I love a band called. Uh, Gallows, he's not, he's not Gallows anymore, he's now Frank Carter, and he's very political. But So it does like a full turn, I went really heavy, and now I'm going more towards my punk political side. Yeah, well, obviously, you and, uh, you and Liam will definitely get on, because he loves his, his punk, his punk music, and his, his post-punk, and his ska-punk, and all that, so, and he's obviously got a very much wide range of knowledge when it comes to that kind of so uh, who, would, who would you say would your top bands be then? If, if, if me and you were sat in a room now and we said, right, give me your top, off the top of your head, don't think about it too much, your top five bands of all time. Top five bands. For me, he's not a band, but it'd be Prince is up there. He's very influential. I've listened to him since I was like five year old. I made one mistake and not seen him once when I should have. I had the tickets, I got too drunk. Decided not to go. <laughs> Very bad mistake at the time. <laughs> uh, well, now. Uh, yeah. Metallica are in there. I mean, they've done so much for me. I've never been to a show where it literally takes your breath away. Where you're in the crowd and he says jump. And without jumping, because the, the crowd is so tightly packed together, you're lifted up in the air. It's weird. It's a weird thing to be lifted without even trying to move. Uh a band that you've probably never heard of. I've played it at work and you have told me to turn it off with Partway Drive. They they love a good set of pyrotechnics in the live gigs. I do like that. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to go towards... Uh, what was that? Yeah, man. Definitely, 100%. Uh, probably Nirvana up there. They're a big influence. Another band I'll never see live. And then probably one you wouldn't expect. Oh no, maybe you would expect it to be fair. Go for it. Radiohead. Radiohead? I do love Radiohead. Because I'm going right, to upset so you. I'm going to upset you now. And I'm going to tell you now that Muse, Muse are not a, a shit Radiohead. <laughs> I, I just can't. I just. I, I think what it is with Muse, Sam. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, is I know full well that they've got uh, a big, big following. I know they have. But the way that their fans go on, you would think they were the, the, the Rolling Stones or, you know, the food. They're fucking nowhere near. You know, they're, they're average at best. That is my personal, honest opinion. But... Like I mentioned on a previous podcast, if, if there's somebody online that's doing, you know, a, a band poll or an album poll and they get beat, it just goes into meltdown, you know, it's like, I, I just don't get it though, mate, I just don't get it. And I know we've had this conversation at work, you know, you've said that 
I, mean, I don't even know the, the, the front man's name to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure you'll tell me, but you know, Matt you said Bellamy. that they do a great. That's it. You said they do a great show, and I just got, I just don't get it, mate. I just it's one of them bands. It's you know, and I know full well that there's people that listen to this podcast, and you know, I'm a huge, huge Oasis fan. I don't deny. Are you it. really? There's people out there. Yeah, you wouldn't guess, would you? I'd but there's people guess. out there that <laughs> there's people out there that say Oasis super shocked and I can deal with that. You know, I really can. But I just don't get the whole Muse movement. You know, what I mean, I just don't get it, mate. I mean, maybe you can shed some light on it because I know you have said that he's he's a good guitarist and he put on a good show. But I just can't. I just don't get it, mate. What I'm gonna say, and this is me being honest, I was a bit with you. I was very, uh, and I, as a group, we went, yeah, we'll go. Cause a couple of lads wanted to go back in the day, and went, yeah, we'll go see him. And we went to see him in Wembley, and they filled Wembley up. And I tell you what, mate, you won't believe you were watching a band from Brighton. That's it. It just blew me away how they had the entire stadium moving with them and and for a full stadium to move with you you've got to be doing something right i can't tell you now what that is but whatever they're doing it's obviously working for them yeah but i, I get that but coldplay sell out all around the world uh you know and coldplay oh. are very much very much the marmite of the of the music industry so, you know but what I, I don't what i don't understand mate is the their, their fans are so self-righteous. Like, the, if you're a Muse fan, there's no other bands in the world. Do you understand what I mean by that? It's like, they they follow Muse, and that is it. You know, where, like, you've just listed five artists there, Prince, Metallica, Parkway Drive, Nirvana, Radiohead. I, I would turn around and say, Oasis, Stone Roses, Ocean Coliseum, The Verve. But with Muse, it's like, they are the be all and end all of music and that is what i don't get because if i listen i mean and everyone's got different opinions everybody has but if i listen to which i don't do very often <laughs> if i listen to a muse song i'm like it's average it's it, there's you know it's there's no you know there's no dave Grohl on the drums there's no pete townsend on lead guitar do, do you know what i mean it's just it's just average mute it's the killers it's you know it's just average it's just you know it's no different generic. to what yeah generic that, that's you bang you bang on there with the word it's totally generic do you know what I mean so I understand but, but, but you know when I went and watched them and, and this is it I was saying it's, oh, it's, every song's the same it's just the same beat the same rhythm there was something about it live when you, you know when your air on back of your neck is stood on end you think how have they done this to me I'm not a massive yeah. fan I'm here for a few beers with the boys and I've, and I've really enjoyed this gig, and that's what it was. Yeah, well, I can't. I'm not gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it, but I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna say I, I might give him another whirl, but I'm not gonna. You know, I just. To be fair, I just love winding Muse fans up as well because I know <laughs> a couple of lads. I know, I know a couple of lads that really like Muse. And I just fucking love winding them up. So, yeah, I'm not gonna change it. But to be fair, mate, if you went to the gig and it was good. Yeah, you know, fair play. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Nirvana. Everyone loves Nirvana. Um, I'd be very surprised if if uh, I met, I've never met anybody who doesn't like Nirvana. To be honest, in, in some capacity, 
Metallica, yeah, my, my brother used to listen to a lot of Metallica when he was younger. He used to tell me that Oasis was shite and he used to listen to a lot of Metallica and stuff. And then all of a sudden he's a massive Oasis fan now. Go figure. Prince, mm -hmm. now, now you're talking. Now you're talking, mate. That is, he is up there. You know, if somebody, if I had to sit down and really, and I had a couple of hours to think about it, so, and I had to write down the top 10 artists, mate, he would very much be in my, uh, my thinking. And yeah. Did you get that from your parents? Did you listen to Prince like your parents, or was it just something you stumbled upon when you was a kid? I stumbled on it. Um, it were the days of the old LimeWire. I just downloaded uh, Prince. I think I got it confused with some other rock band at the time. And it had the likes of songs like Little Red Corvette, When Doves Cry, Purple Rain, you know, but it was just like a, a greatest hits album. And I tell you what, it just blew me away about good it was. And then suddenly there were your YouTube, and I'm, and I'm watching every video, and I'm thinking, how can this guy, who looks so camp, produce such amazing music and have such a following of women? And he did, mate. That that, that yeah. guy, when he died, died happy, because every woman he ever met <laughs> loved him. Yeah, it, uh, honestly, mate. And he is, uh, you know, you, he's a very underrated guitarist as well. He's one of the I could listen to, to Prince play guitar all day. I really could. I think he's one of the most underrated guitar. You know, if you sit here and you talk guitars, he's so underrated. And he did a lot of, he's a bit like Stevie Wonder. He does a hell of a lot of his own music uh, throughout his, his songs. You know, he, yeah, fantastic mate Prince. He's got a little bit of Prince. What a lot of people don't realise realize about Prince, he was actually related to Jimi Hendrix. So that's probably where the um, guitar play came from. That's news to me, bruv. So that's why we're inviting you on, because we're all here. We're all here to talk music. We're all here to to try and push bands out to people that might not have heard of him. So, and then they come back to us and say, that's the best band I've ever heard. But I never knew that. never knew Prince was uh, in any way related to Jimmy, to be honest. But yeah, no. so it's, obviously, it's obviously in the blood. Definitely. The bloodline, mate. The bloodline is yeah, strong. Bloodline. Uh, Jimmy's head of the table. <laughs> 100% mate. Another big one for me, Jimmy Hendrix. For a guy that yeah. self-taught himself, left-handed guitar, couldn't afford a right-handed guitar, so he just self-taught. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing guitar. And another another icon in, in music that joined that 27 club and, and was gone far too soon. Uh, what a talent that was to lose at such a young age. 100%. Right then, we're going to go now. So we've got your, we've got your top bands. We've got your top bands. I'm going to ask you now. Again, don't want you to think too much on it. What is your top five albums? Oh, okay. Top five albums. Obviously, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory's in there. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get you one that you probably didn't expect. Guns and oh. Roses, Spaghetti Incident. Great band, great band. Partway Drive, Darkness Still. That's a very much a new album, 2022, so it's only two year old. But that's gone straight up there, it's just done something to me, that, that album, very good. 
they a new band? Are they a new band? Are they? No, it's obviously it's a very the very alternative. They come from Australia, the the surfers, and they just do a lot of um, extreme sports. And they decided to become a band, and they're, they're killing it. They came to UK in two thousand and four to no two thousand and six to download, and they didn't realise how big the festival was. They they were on the main stage, third or fourth of the day. And they just got such a taste for it. They just took it, and that were it. And now they're, they're headlining. They headlined last year on the second stage, and it won't be long before they're headlining it top stage. It's not, it's not going to be long. A couple of years, I reckon. Well, another two. Another two. Uh, I'm going to go for Bullet for Valentine, The Poison. That's yeah, probably that the. Bit, you play that at work. I've heard you play they're, them at work. Yeah. They're a British rock band, yeah. They've, they've done the screamy, screamy. Now they're very much chilled out. They can't do it forever. You can, if you go through their albums and the step, the sets. You, you start with Poison. They were very, very screamy, screamy, and now they've decided to grow up a bit and chill out on stage. But that album, to me, is still as good now as it was when I was 19. Stood in them grubby rock and metal bars with feet stuck to the floor with a pint of. Nuki Brown in my hand. You can't beat it, mate. You can't beat them days. And your last one, then? Who's your last one? Who's? I'm, I'm going to chuck this one in as a, a bit of a curveball for you because this is probably what started me at the beginning. It's Hot Fuzz by the Killers. Hot Fuzz by the Killers. Right. You've mentioned the Killers a couple of times. So, many, many years ago, um, I've, got, I've got friends in Ireland. I've got loads of friends in Ireland and the Killers are probably one of the biggest bands in Ireland they're very much huge they, you know they could sell out any stadium in Ireland you want well I used to uh, my mate John I used to wind them up but I, I, I do believe it but I was because Kasabian and Killers were probably coming out into the forefront of music around the same, the same time but I've always said Kasabian are better than the Killers. Now, obviously, it wouldn't be that wouldn't be your opinion because you've already mentioned that you know you're not a massive, massive fan of Kasabian. But it really, really was a topic of heated conversation, shall we, shall we say? Because I was like, Kasabian are better, you know. Kasabian, they play better music, they're better songs. But what what is it about the, the Killers? Is it you know because they're very much. It's almost like pop music to me, The Killers. It's like, I, would class, I wouldn't class them as like an indie rock band. I'd class them as a pop band, but a good, don't get me wrong, I, I do like The Killers. I'm not sitting here, you know, slagging The Killers off or saying I don't like The Killers, because I do, I do like The Killers. I think they're good. I think Random Flowers is, is a fantastic frontman as well. Probably one of the best of our generation. He'll go down as, I think. But would you class them as, as an, Indie, indie rock band or because I would class them as a pop band mm, I don't know I, I quite like them as an indie band because if I were going to put 20 songs in my top 20 indie songs the at least three of them songs from that album would be in it I mean you're talking a lot there's songs like Somebody Told Me Banger mm. Smile Like You Mean It Banger and put What The Call Now and I, I don't agree it's the best but a lot of people got the best indie rock song of all time Mr Brightside I don't agree with that. It is a banger. You play it in a pub, a club, in your car, everybody sings along. 
it is. It is. Uh, it's very much. <laughs> it's it's a crowd pleaser, shall we say? Uh, I, I don't mind Mr. Brightside. I think it's a good track. Again, it's you know it's probably the song that's gonna that's, that's made them millions and millions of pounds and will continue to do so. But uh, I also used to love the the conversation about Kasabian and the Killers. But yeah, I've I've seen the Killers. Uh, really enjoyed. I seen them at V Festival actually. Uh, I think it was the last time I went to V Festival actually, and and they were really good. Really enjoyed really enjoyed the killers to be fair right so we're going on to, to the next subject for, for Sam just so we we get to know Sam a little bit more um, what's your top gigs and when I say your top gigs obviously we've all been to festivals we've all been to you know your, your Glastonbury's your, your Why Not's your, your Leeds and Reading so I know you've been to download a couple of times but I'm going to allow you to put one downloading but I want more gigs that you've been to like say like you said you went to see music Wembley them kind of gigs so what yep. what would be your top top five gigs top five gigs okay I'm gonna start out with um, a band nobody understands unless you're German Ramstein uh, I saw them at Sheffield Arena many years ago it was a slaughter tour and when you see a guy that puts on pyrotechnics like that puts on a mask that's shooting flames 20 to 40 foot in air while singing and no one has a clue what he's saying because we're all English but everybody's singing along amazing absolutely amazing I left that gig with burnt eyebrows I think but it was well worth it burnt eyebrows <laughs> yeah mate if you're at front honestly we got so hot he used that many pyrotechnics it was just they were throwing buckets of water on the front rows because it's the only way you could get the heat away I just don't know how they don't burn places down to be fair mate it sounds obviously I, I know that Ramstein Ramstein obviously um, never really listened to much of their music but it sounds awesome to be fair it sounds awesome if you're well, not a fan if one. you're not a fan of Ramstein and you want to see what they're about yeah. you can go on Amazon and there's a live one from when they played at Germany and you'll get to see how crazy and I don't swear often fucked up they are on stage they do the full <laughs> gig and mate honestly it's worth a watch it's an hour and a half it's banging and no I'm not sponsored by Amazon I was going to say fucking hell go on then who's your next one next one I'm going to go for the first time. Uh, my wife's very much dance and R&B and all that, what I call crap. And I took her to probably the, the scariest gig of her life. We had to see uh, Parkway Drive. <laughs> and she, I couldn't put her any deeper than that. And I tell you what, she loved it. I loved it. And it was just one of them memories I'll never forget. I've, I've turned a woman from listening to Cascada and Bass Hunter and all this stuff I've had to listen to in a little mini when we first met and suddenly she's moshing out to the heaviest band from Australia, it's Australia. and you just think I've turned her you know what I'm going to have to say it and she's going to kill me but when I first met I've been with my wife now for 25, 26 years and when I first moved in because obviously I, I come back from Ireland and obviously she had her own place and after we've been together a while you know I moved in with her and honestly Sam can 
record collection. Nah. Let's say there was 50 CD albums in there and pretty much the same. There was a lot of dance music in there. You know, like Alice DJs and, and stuff like Brilliant. that. And then there was a lot of a lot of R&B, Blackstreet, Mary J. Blige, stuff like that. And I, I can remember, I always say to her, I say, you, you had 50 albums and out of the 50, there was three that, that were any good. And there was no Oasis in there, there was no Stone Roses, there was no the Who, no Rolling Stones, but the three that she had was uh, the Cranberries, No Need to Argue, which is a fantastic album. She had, awesome uh, album. Jag she had Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, which is another good album. And I can't, what was the third one she had? Oh, The Beautiful South, Carry On Up The Charts, which again is another fantastic album. But, and I knew, I thought, yeah, I can, I can, I can work with this. But, and now she's just a huge, She's a huge uh, festival goer. You know, she loves Stone Roses. Oasis. She's got the Stone Roses lemon tattoo, like I've got and my lad's got. But it's great, isn't it, when you can uh, you can do it when when you when you when you can uh, both enjoy the same same kind of music. You know, it's it opens the door to spend more time together, doesn't it? Really, hundred percent. And you never know. Sometimes it's just go with your eyes open and just go to experience it. Don't just judge it until you get through the door. And I can't knock her, mate. She just embraced every moment of it. Really, mate. And that's what that. And to be fair, you know, that's what music's all about for me. Don't get me wrong. I can, you know, I can. If she's got, you know, Mary J. Blige album, or she's, you know, I can't fault her voice. So she's got a fantastic singing voice. It's just not my kind of music that I would like to listen to. But she's very much now. You know, she still has. Moments where she's with her mates, she'll listen to to uh, disco and and the R and B stuff. But yeah, I, I love the fact that that she's a huge kind of indie rock fan now that we can go to these gigs together. So, what's your number three gig then? Number three is one probably quite up your street. Well, the, the main was it was like a double uh, joint headliner, and it was Chasing Status followed by The Prodigy. Oh mate, oh mate. Honestly, I, I've always been a huge, huge fan of the Prodigy, and I can remember I bought Music for the Jilted Generation. I bought Fatter Land on the first day that came out, and what bad? I've only ever seen them live once, and that was when they were supporting Oasis in Ireland. But mate, how good are they? How good are they live? God rest his soul, Mr. Flint. He was—he was, he was something else when he was a different mustard. He was amazing. I mean, Prodigy are just yeah, amazing. And do you know what made it for me is Honestly. I went to watch it and, and I was sat there and the Chaser stage crowd, all these people saying, "Oh, they're amazing." I'm like, I've never even heard of them to be honest with you. And they came on stage and they absolutely smashed it. And I'm like, "Wow, I could go home now." And then suddenly Prodigy are coming on after. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? When, yeah. when you've seen that opener and you think, oh, this is it, I've, I've seen enough. And then you think, and then suddenly you remember who's coming on next. You think, oh my God, it's about to go up another level. And it did. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Honestly, because I, I went to the supporting Oasis when I went to see it. And I was pretty much the same. Like, the, the, in all the songs that you wanted them to do, the, the stage presence, everybody was fucking bouncing up and down that field, mate. Yeah, and, and my lad, he's 
He's a huge Prodigy fan and he's buzzing his tits off now because obviously he's going to Leeds Festival in the there, aren't we? So he's uh, yeah, man. He's looking forward to it. Yeah. But what a choice, mate. Go on then, number four. I'm going to put one in here and this is probably the first one I remember and it, it would just probably what put me on the the map for I Need to See More Live Music. It was a little local festival at Doncaster and they had a, uh, an headliner and I only knew one song by them and they were just amazing, uh, the levellers. I chuck that one in for you being Irish. Yeah, oh, man, another good, I mean I've seen the levellers like they're always at festivals, I've seen them, they're, they're, they're brilliant mate. <laughs> really, they're, they're put on a good fucking show and all. But honestly mate, I was there and I'll be honest, I was drinking white lightning like the 17 year old I was and I was just swaying with the crowd, I was bouncing with the crowd and I just thought, this is living because and you get this, you know when you're all listening to one thing, you're not all fans. For that for that gig, when you're all there together, you're all pushed into a small space, you're just one family, you're all there for one reason. There's no bickering, no arguing, you're just there to enjoy the music, have a good drink, and think, you know what, for the next hour, hour and a half, this is it. There's nothing better than this moment. Yeah. 100% mate, 100%. And, and they're not, a huge, not a massive band, but not, by, one, by of all bands, one, one of the bands that always put on a good show. You know, you can't. You know, you'll go to a, you'll go to a festival or you'll go to a gig and the levelers are supporting, and you'll walk out of that gig and you'll say, you know what, the fucking levelers stole it or the levelers were broken. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So yeah, good choice, man. Come on, then, who's your last one? Last one, I'm gonna ch- and this is going to be probably one band I've never ever mentioned and I've spoke to you at work a few times and I was thinking about it and uh, Slaves who were now soft play were just finished on stage and the sun had just broke for the first time in a five day drown load and who came onto the stage no other than Rise Against political punk band, everyone's piss wet through everybody's knackered We've seen the sun for the first time in five days, so we're all like gremlins, smelling like absolute garbage water. And suddenly this political pump band came on stage, mate, and they absolutely blew me away. And you know how good they were. If you watch the video of, of the set, there was steam coming off the crowd because everyone was suddenly energised, suddenly red hot from moving. The steam that were coming off people were just amazing. Honestly, mate, not you know yourself, it's not something I would listen to on a daily, but I know who Rise Against the Machine are. I'm not going to say I know all the back catalogues today because probably killing in the name of... No, 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 no. You've got wrong band. uh, Rise Against, mate, not Rage Against the Machine. Rise Against the Machine? It was a rise... Rise, rise against. Rise against, not Rage Against the Machine. Rise against. Well, how does that work? Surely there's a copyright issue there, surely. Uh, how many people would want to go and see Rage Against the Machine, but mistakenly by Rise or vice versa? That is it's so just, effing confusing, Sam. It's just Rise Against me. There's, no, there's no machine in there. I think you just got a little carry. Oh, oh so is it, they're just called Rise Against. It's not called Rise, Rise Against. against that's it. Yeah, called, it's just Rise Against. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, mate. That's my bad. Uh, no, I just apologies. thought I'd get it before yeah, we no. get told off by the uh, audience. <laughs> I've never heard of them, mate. It's a, a Amer- them. they're American pop punk band from Chicago, mate. Uh, they're very political. Okay. They're very much against the White House, as you, if you listen to some of the songs, and they're very much against war. Yeah, 
they play a lot of like uh, songs about the problems with war and it's not so much the soldiers fighting it's the aftermath and all the uh, effects of it so it's home with me because obviously I'm ex-forces people don't realize that and um, they don't realize what it causes just going in for mm. stupid reasons basically and that's why I think the the uh, they resonate so well with me because they speak the truth and there's, there's no winner when it comes to war it's simple as that and that's what they're trying to preach yeah. absolutely mate and you know what fucking fair play to you and and every every soldier and stuff that's, that's actually you know had to go in there and do their job basically uh, it's and to be fair mate I'm going to give that rise against a listen because obviously since doing this podcast and speaking to Liam because it sounds like you and Liam have probably got a very very much same taste in music so I will give them a listen because I have started listening to like the idols I've listened I've started listening to them a bit more soft play yeah, man. which were previously called Slaves um, and rancid and stuff like that so yeah i'll give them a listen mate by all means and you know it takes me 45 minutes to get to work so i always i've always got the fucking stereo on full blast at or four in the morning trying to wake me send up you know what i mean yeah mate uh, the, all i can say is give them a blast you never know you might find something you you enjoy by them but if i'm going to give you a song to, to start with try savior or maybe if you like a bit of acoustic try hero of war it might it might Bring a tear to your eyes. Yeah, I've, wrote, I've just literally got, I've got a couple of uh, notes in front of me for, for the episode. I've just wrote them two down, mate. So I will absolutely give them a, I'll give them a little uh, listen, and I'll let you know on the next episode what I think. Yeah, man. So, no problems. Happy days. Right. So that was the introduction uh, into Sam or Robbo. Um, his name's Sam. We all call him Robbo. Depends if he's pissed us off at work. I call him Sam. But you can call him whatever you want. Sam, Robbo, Sam Robbo, Blue Bins, whatever. So we're going into uh, the final part of the show. Uh, what me and Sam have been doing a little bit of research on. going to talk about the music and stuff. And the reason I chose 2004 is because on the last episode, when I was hosting that, 2002, uh, which me was the year my oldest daughter was born so I've had 2004 because it was when my middle child another daughter Casey she was born in 2000, uh, 2004 it was her birthday yesterday she was 20 yesterday so happy birthday to Case and let's uh, let's go to 2004 then uh, the one bit of news that really sticks out to me Sam and I'm pretty sure you'll remember it and everyone was the Obviously, the Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami, uh, which happened on on the Boxing Day of 2004, and that was on the news. Yeah, devastating, mate. Absolutely devastating for that island. Unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable, and you know, there's there's that film about it, isn't there, with with you and McGregor? And I find I find it tough to watch, to be honest with you. I think it's called The Impossible or some of the film. yeah, you know, 225,000 people you know, lost their lives. You know, and it's just one of the things, it's, you, know, you don't expect it, and 
yeah, obviously that was the biggest thing. I don't want to stay on that too long because obviously we're, we're a music podcast who's trying to have a little lighthearted fun, but that's got to be mentioned. Um, yeah, um, one thing to take from that, one thing to take that from that, Brand, I know I've interrupted you, but it just shows you when Mother Earth kicks back what it can actually do. Mm. You know what I mean? It does make Absolutely. you think what we're doing to this planet sometimes and how quick it can suddenly go, no, big F you, this is mine, not yours. You know what I mean? Absolutely, mate, absolutely. And you're bang on. We don't, we don't look, I mean, we're all guilty of it, Sam. You know, we're not sitting here pretending we're members of Greenpeace, right? We all take the piss and maybe we should all start maybe thinking about it a little bit more, really, to be honest. So, no, I, I'm not yeah, regretting that Funberg, but yeah, we do have to do a bit more. I mean, they call me blue bins, but just recycling it ain't enough guys let's be honest let's be honest here it's not enough it depends what mood you're in you could be you could be brown bins that's what I mean or black bin if if it's general waste right so 2004 mate uh, they started the the big um, kickback on the promotion of junk, junk food and drinks so you know, like back in the day when like Coca-Cola would support or they'd sponsor the, the chart show and stuff like that, they started kicking back at that. They stopped like big, like McDonald's, for example, or your KFCs or your Burger Kings or your Monster. Or your, they stopped them sponsoring. Oh, like, right. It was a bit like the football kids. with the uh, beer. Yeah, but you know, like, like the kids said, the stuff that maybe young people would watch, so like your Top of the Pops or... You know, a kids program like let's say Gladiators or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they stopped like them kind of big junk food, sugary drinks people from actually sponsoring them because pretty sure there was like Pepsi Max chart show or something on a Saturday morning or whatever. They just stopped. I remember they that. Just stopped yeah, it you're all. right. Yeah, they just stopped it all, mate. So that was that came into fruition in 2004, and they also set out for the the ban on smoking in public areas so they, they laid it out in 2004 and it was coming in 2005 now when it first came in obviously for me I mean, I'm not going to sit here I've been off the cigarettes for six weeks but when that first I was you know I was pissed off I'm not going to lie to you because there's nothing back in the day there was nothing better than going to the pub and fag doing whatever but obviously, over time, like anything, you just get used to it, don't you? you know, yeah, yeah. Think you of all the... You do, mate. And look at all these pubs now. They've got fantastic beer gardens because they do cater for the smokers. So it, I thought, it, you know, at the time, didn't agree with it. Do I agree with it now? Absolutely. You know, you know, if you're a non-smoker, why should you be, you know, surrounded by, you know, smoke that can, that can potentially cause harm? So... That I tell you what's a big one for you, and because I know you're a huge fan. But in 2004, BBC Two lost the broadcasting rights to The Simpsons. Really? Wow. It up, yeah, it, moved, it used to be on BBC Two, mate. And right, in yeah. 2004, and since then it's been on Channel Four. We lost yeah. that. The he lost the broadcasting rights to Channel Four, mate. So that that must be huge for Channel Four because The Simpsons, you know, it still is it's massive, isn't it? It's one of my childhood things, that. I mean, I used to remember six o'clock where sit down, you've got an half an hour of Simpsons, 
then my mum would go, oh, time to do your own work. I'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. And then uh, bedtime, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... That was the normality of it. It's funny you should say that, because obviously, uh, you know, it just brought back a bit of a memory there, where you said, like, two, you know, you, you sit down for The Simpsons at six o'clock, where, for me, it would probably be something like Ren and Stimpy, or Fresh oh, Prince of Bel-Air or something. I'm showing, I'm showing the fucking age. Hey, you can't be uh, a bit Ren and yeah. Stimpy and Fresh Prince, mate. I'm you with you 100%. Civil partnership, Sam. So, yes, in 2004, the in Parliament, they... Um, approved it and whatever not that it should be approved but the the um, civil partnerships for same-sex couples was passed through the parliament so it was a happy time for for them you know what i mean and you know each to their own i say if you want to get married to to your boyfriend or your girlfriend whatever you know i'm all for it and fair play yeah 100 um, if they love you and you love them why not you're not hurting anyone else, Absolutely are you? Crack man. on. Absolutely, brother. 2004, football. So, Middlesbrough. They won their first ever trophy in 128 years. Wow. 2004. They won the League Cup, beating Bolton. That's I think that's the only major trophy they've ever won as well. And, you know, that would have been huge for them. 128 years. Jose Mourinho takes, comes to English football for the first time in 2004. Takes over Chelsea, and Arsenal became the undefeatables. They the, when they won the Premier League without you, losing the game. Yeah, big year for Arsenal. Twenty years ago, though, that seems that seems like five minutes ago to me. It's a blur, isn't it? It's proper just you know I mean? a blur. Absolutely, mate. And to be fair, in two thousand and four, uh, we lost John Peel who had a massive, massive influence on the music industry, pioneer for for bands that, you know, don't get as much push as others, shall we say. And he was very much a well-respected member of the music industry. He used to have a, a radio Can you Obviously, you know John Peel, yeah? I do, top of the pops, mate. Radio presenter, I know who John Peel is. Yeah, that's right, mate. He's, he was a massive, I mean, one of my favourite bands, Joy Division. He was a massive, massive um, advocate for Joy Division. Really pushed the music and he was very, very influential, to be fair. And uh, I, can, I can kind of remember when he passed away, like, there was a lot of, you know, love being shown for him. And I do believe, in my personal opinion, the greatest manager of all time, uh, Brian Clough passed away in 2004. Yeah. Um, so well, that was my opinion. 2004, right, mate. Now this is where it gets. This is where it gets. Like 2004, mate. Uh, so when I come back to these years, mate, it's. I'm absolutely. Flabbergasted, mate. Uh, I'm having a look. I've got it in front of me, mate. Right. What an absolute shit year for, for the chart show. So, you know, like you, you, the chart show. So, we're not talking about albums. We're talking about number ones. 
Yeah, we're okay, talking about UK number ones in 2004. Okay? Go on. Now, you promised me you're not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. Go on, hit me with what you've got. <laughs> you're going to take this serious. Right, so I'm just going to hit a couple of them out, yeah? So, Peter Andre went to number one with Mysterious Girl. Which to re-released it for whatever reason, went to number one. Toxic by Britney Spears. Cha-Cha Slide. Banger. McFly and... What, <laughs> what a year. What a year for... What a year for McFly and Busted. Uh, busted with Thunderbirds. <laughs> really? Honestly? Honestly, mate. Honestly, mate. Looking right. at it now. Looking at the um, baby cakes. You're going to sing it, aren't you? Baby cakes. Baby cakes. Uh, oh, my God. I just don't know, know <laughs> what I am. Honestly, mate. <laughs> and then it, it just again just oh, honestly Brian McFadden oh, from yeah. Westlife how the fuck did he get some one this is this is one of the reasons I'm not I'm not a massive chart music fan because it is a lot of terrible can, stuff uh, like Britney Spears she got a couple of number ones uh, and then that stupid um X Factor stuff, Sam and Mark with a little help from my friends. Back then though, you know, if you won X Factor, you were oh. going to get a number one. It was simple as that. Oh, yeah, he's straight to number one. Straight to number one. Straight to number one. Fucking unbelievable, mate. But if we go, if we look at the albums, so, you know, if we move away from, because I've always thought, you know, I never bought, I think, back in my day, I probably bought Wonderwall and Don't Go Back in Anger as a single. I never bothered with singles after that. Do you know? Just I'd always wait always wait always waited for the albums because you know that the good you know, you might as well just wait for the albums. Because yeah, they would just release single after single after single. I could before then, you go on to albums before you go to albums, I could tell you a few rock massive hits that came out in that year that are still relevant now. I mean you're talking I could probably imagine there's going to be a few albums that I'm going to mention, but yeah, go for it. You're talking Come on. Yeah, um, when Sliver were released by. Oh god, my brain's gone. No, hang on a second, my head's gone a bit. I'll start again. We'll start with stuff like Kings of Leon, the bucket released in that year. American Idiot, Green Day. Oh. Uh, stuff like Duality by Slipknot. Uh, Works by Jimmy Eat World. Oh. Sliver by Velvet Revolver. Hot Fuss. Who? Hot Fuss from 2004. Hot, Hot Fuss. Fuss. Yes, yes, mate. Scars by mm -hmm. Papa Roach. It, it was a bad year for chart music, but it was probably a very big big year for my alternative scene. Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Green Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, yeah, if you, go, if you go to your your albums mate like you said there was uh, you know you mentioned them, them the singles but you know if I, if I look at the albums again it's kind of music that I'm not massively keen on you know um, you've got stuff like the, the Zootons not a massive fan of them really they only had one you've got some they? good tracks out there yeah Scissor Sisters couldn't stand them I mean they, they I mean I'm not a massive fan of Brit Awards either to be fair but they smashed it at the Brit Awards that year they released their album the Scissor Sisters and Franz Ferdinand 
again, one hit wonder. Not take me out, was it? Was their big song? I think. That's it. Ferdinand. I remember the video. Yeah, they released in 2004, and then you had uh, Keen, Hopes and Fears. I mean, yeah, the, <sighs> Keen are good because I'm pretty. Sure, are they like the only band that haven't got a drum? They haven't got a drummer, have they? No. They just use uh, piano and guitar, I think. I think Amazing. They've got no drummer. Uh, a Grand Don't Come For Free From The Streets was released in 2004, which is a good album. Uh, I don't mind the Ooh, streets, uh, I'm, pretty good. I'm surprised by that. I didn't think you'd be a streets fan, to be honest. That has surprised me. Yeah, I've always, uh, yeah. yeah absolutely, mate. Yeah, I've always, uh, I don't mind Max Skinner at all, to be fair. Morrissey released uh, You Are The Quarry, uh, which had a good couple of songs on it, to be fair. Um, obviously, Morrissey is very, very much more marked. Uh, you either love him absolutely him. love him or you fucking hate him <laughs> uh, My Chemical Romance released in 2004 the start of emo music yeah yeah start and then the, obviously you had the Libertines and Kasabian uh, Arcade Fire so yeah it was it was it was um, very much a mixed bag in 2004 I never really I'm not sure about you, but I never really got into that Scissor Sisters, Franz Ferdinand kind of kind of uh, team. Um, but yeah, other than that, have you got any albums or anything to add for 2004? There was one major album for me, and it was the Kings of Leon's uh, Ah Shake Heartbreak album. Brilliant. It was mate. What a band! What an absolute band for three guys, for four guys that stand on stage and don't move. They've got such a, a massive presence. Out of my brain, because I was going to say I am a huge, huge Kings of Leon fan. I absolutely love Kings of Leon. Uh, every album is is top notch. Banger after banger, mate. But I can remember the the headline we the headline at V Festival, and don't get me wrong, it was the year. I tell you now, it was the year of when Sex on Fire and Be Somebody was huge. So awesome, whatever year yeah. that was, might have been. Might have been 2006, around 2006, like maybe, maybe a little bit later. But mate, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna somebody's gonna kick my teeth in. <laughs> I thought they were boring. I thought they were boring, mate. Honestly, don't get me wrong. They played every song that you wanted them to play, and they played it brilliantly. I'm not saying that they were bad as performers, but they were just. Boring, Sam. I agree. They just stand and there and they just, they just bang out the set and go. That's I mean, all they do. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I know they're not there. They're not circus act. I get it. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know, just expected that. You know, because Stereophonics were on before them, and they Stereophonics came out with them, you know, them big inflatable footballs that they have and stuff, and getting yeah, them bouncing you know, around, bouncing them around and stuff. And then, you know, they ended, and it was like, oh, that was brilliant. Kings of Leon next. Can't wait. Kings of Leon and. You know, they come out and yeah, everyone was singing along to Sex on Fire and stuff like that. I was, well, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, mate. But I just, but you can't dispute. I mean, every every album's good. I, I, yeah, they're, they're a really good band. You can chuck any song on and you'll know so. it's a banger. But like you say, you'll see them live. And you think I was I was gonna say I went I took my daughter to one gig. And this is where it was completely opposite the spectrum. I took her to her first gig. She wanted to see Youngblood, and I'll tell you what, 
I have never seen anyone with such stage presence in my life. For an entire probably 60 to 80 minutes, he did not stop moving. He was running through the crowd. He had everybody up. I tell you what, I want a massive fan going in, but I tell you what, I'm a massive fan now. Yeah, this. I mean, I might get kicked out of this fucking podcast if you and Liam get together because obviously Liam is a bit of a, a young blood fan. He actually got me to review one of his songs. To be fair, um, can't remember what song it was. It was one that sounded a bit Billy Idolish. Can't remember the, the name funeral. Of song. I listened uh, to the podcast. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The funeral. That's the one. And I didn't mind it. Um, but like I said on the podcast, I'm not gonna download everything he's ever done. You know what I mean? I might listen to it if it's if it comes about. But yeah, man, he's very he's he's only a young kid anyway, isn't he? Young blood, young Donny boy from my neck of the woods, mate. But yeah, my daughter, we're desperate he, to see is him. He, is he? Yeah. Absolutely, both, mate. Fair play. If that, if that's the kind of stuff she's because she's only young and she's only ten, is she ten, nine, ten, eleven, something like that. Eleven on Wednesday, mate. Eleven on Wednesday. Yeah, man. Fucking hell. But yeah, she, it's brilliant though. We, That's brilliant, mate. She could have, she could have said, "Dad, can you take me to sit, go and see uh, Little Mix or something like that?" <laughs> well, you've got exactly the same, mate. Your your influence at home suddenly changes them, doesn't it? I mean, look at what your youngins oh, and your daughter's taste of music is, and that's because you and your missus have had such an influence and such an active role of playing what you do in the house to how they are today. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, absolutely. Right then, that this has been uh, this has been really good, Sam. Um, really, really enjoyed having you on, mate. Uh, it's been it's been insightful. It's nice to see. Like, it's good to hear you know, somebody come onto the podcast with a again a different kind of uh, taste in music to me and Liam. Um, and to be fair, I think you and Liam would have really good conversations because you kind of you two are kind of in the same ballpark which is brilliant I mean I know you listen to to my stuff as well and I am very much listening to more of the stuff that you and Liam listen to since doing this um, I just want to say that we've we've missed Liam tonight um, Liam will be back um, don't forget to shoot over and, and listen to our our other podcast which we we do we talk on on our past history, nostalgia stuff, talk about toys, school, parents, gaming, you 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 say it, you name it, we'll, we talk about it. It's Lads of the Past Crusade. It's another great, great podcast. And um, yeah, so come and hit us up over there. Sam, have you got anything to say, pal, before we leave? I'd like to thank you personally for having me on tonight. I have really enjoyed it. I would like to come on again, if that would be possible. Mate, it's my, it's, it's our pleasure, mate. It's our pleasure. I just think, to be fair, Liam didn't message me earlier, and he was, it was a bit gutted that he couldn't come on tonight. He's, he's got a family thing, which we all know, family always comes first. I want to just take this time again, just you know, anybody who's listening, come over to Facebook, follow the page, follow us on TikTok, on Instagram, Parker Monkey Podcast. You know, we update the page regularly with with news and snippets and stuff and yeah we're just so happy for for all the support we've received so far um it's a bit overwhelming at times to be fair to see how many people are, are listening to the podcast and actually giving us some uh, great feedback yeah man. and 
yeah, Sam, honestly, mate, thanks for coming on tonight. And you know, you've done, you've done, it's been great, mate. To be fair, it's nice to to have a, a conversation with with someone who has got like we won't say a massive, massive different taste in music. We, we all like his drums and guitars and and whatnot. So I mean, proper yeah, music. Mate, that's what you're saying. Proper music. Yeah, yeah proper. You don't have to call it proper music because oh. some Eminem fans say that that's proper music. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Brendan. And all I can say no worries, is, mate, no worries. Park and Monkey podcast, pal. Hit it up. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And uh, I'm pretty sure, mate, we'll uh, we'll definitely have you on again. So, on that note, take care. Come here. Now, fuck off. That's right. In the morning, I've been awake all night. Think my brain's falling out. Can't get anything right. I went back to see the dark.